Welcome to True Vine Talks with Rachel and Linda. We're so happy to be here today. We've got sunshine in the June months. Yeah. Yes, it's it's feeling like summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today we want to process transitioning from being a teenager into being an adult a young adult yes we're gonna talk about that like 18 to i don't know 22 what would you say 25 kind of age range where we're a high school graduate no maybe we're going into the workforce maybe we're continuing our education maybe we've joined the military yeah, and what, what that's like for young people today in 2023. Mm-hmm. That's good. So you brought up, Rachel, that Erickson, who wrote the stages of development, that mm-hmm. age 12 to 18 is identity versus role confusion. And... This is a very um, challenging time for young people. Yeah, this is when they're figuring out, who am I? Mm -hmm. Who do I want to be? Do I fit in? Do I belong? Will I be accepted? Right? They become more aware of themselves in their environment, right? And that's where that term self-conscious comes from. I am conscious of myself. Mm -hmm. and whether people like me or not oh yeah and this is um mostly influenced by your peers oh yeah so if your peers are smoking weed and drinking alcohol it's it's you know you want to belong and fit in so very frequently you might choose that path Mm -hmm. peer pressure is huge during mm-hmm. the identity and role confusion stage. Yeah, what's everyone else doing? Do I have the right shoes? Do I have the right hairstyle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, in my high school, we were all into the show Friends. Oh, it's still so, popular today. People love Friends. It's still like it's still yeah. relevant. And we all went and got Rachel's haircut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yep. know, the flip out, the uh-huh. layered look. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. So we all wanted to fit in. We all wanted to be like her and look like her and fit into the the crowd at that time. So it was very um, important. Yeah. And it's a, it was important and a big deal, right? When and you didn't even have a smartphone with it, social media None. telling you what kids from all over the world are into and doing. Oh, valid point. Yeah. People used to just worry about their peers in their grade at school or in their school, in their community, right? In the organizations they belonged to. And now 
it's international it's worldwide yeah. comparison Ooh, is that positive for our young people i don't know in some ways i think it's amazing i think it's incredible in other ways i think it has to be overwhelming that has to be a lot mm -hmm. yeah from a teenage perspective if i see a girl from korea and her beautiful skin and her how elegant she looks and i'm an american a Caucasian teenager, I'm looking at her and saying, oh, this is, this is the beauty type. This is what mm -hmm. I would aspire to look like. I'll never look like that. Yeah. Right. right. So that could be problematic. Mm -hmm. In yeah. your role, confusion. Exactly. Yeah. And so then you're, you know, you're feeling disappointed. You're feeling confused. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Am I ever going to be enough? Am I ever going to fit in? Yeah. And is this the beauty type? If you're female, that tends to be, you know, what a teenage girl is looking at. Is this the ideal? What is the ideal yeah, I think it's just as bad for the guys. There's all kinds of male fitness models on social media telling mm. guys they got to be tan and buff and you know, <laughs> six foot eight. Like, <laughs> How are you going to grow that? <laughs> yeah, there is a, um, you make valid point there, Rachel. There is a surgery that Guys can get their uh, legs elongated now. I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, to reach the height they want to be. Yeah. There's, I've seen uh, things that you can put in your, sh in your tennis shoe that makes you appear taller, like a wedge. So yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget that guys are self-conscious too about yeah. their height, their hair, their complexion their uh body yeah yeah good reminder that it's it's across the board those feelings of not fitting in or being good enough mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and so yes go ahead miss rachel i was just going to continue yeah i think we're doing great like so we've talked about this identity versus role confusion if you're confused yeah. about your role then you're kind of like, what is, where's my place in life? What mm -hmm. is my purpose? What am I doing here? What am I contributing? Right. What's mm -hmm. unique and important and special about me that makes me irreplaceable. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you um, do get uh, the, the green check or in that, uh, stage of development and you do develop a sense of identity then you also develop develop what is called fidelity which means you can have genuine authentic relationships with people mm -hmm. which then helps individuals in the next stage of development which is intimacy versus isolation developing intimate relationships 
and that starts at uh, 18 and continues on throughout adulthood. And this is when people are questioning, am I lovable or will I always be alone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, what might, what factors might impact a person's feeling like they are lovable from the 12 to 18? So much, right? Did I find my sense of belonging or not? Mm-hmm. If not, I may not believe that I'm lovable. I may believe there's something flawed about me. Maybe I'm too much. Maybe I'm not enough. Hmm. Yeah. Did I get to start on the the basketball team? Was I a starter or was I a bench sitter? Mm. Yeah. All these meanings that mm-hmm. people are making out of their life experiences. Right. Yeah. This happened to me, and what does that mean about me? Mm-hmm. It's that self consciousness. Yeah. yeah. Can I give an example, Rachel? Please. Yes. When I was in high school, I was a majorette for the high school band. We twirled batons and did rifles and wore fun outfits. And I wanted to be the captain my senior year. Like they would pick co-captains and captains. It's not a title, right? Right. I worked so hard on my routine that year. You know, I spent hours outside practicing, you know, and I did it to Lenny Kravitz arguing to go my way. That was the size. It was good. I I think I even did a triple spin. (gasps) Oh, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Were you a majorette? Yes. We, We just did rifles though. We didn't do batons. So I'm envious. I always wanted to learn how to twirl a baton. You did the continue. (laughs) I didn't know you did the rifle. Yes. Wooden rifles. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so you and I have to get together and do a a rifle routine. (laughs) I still have it. It's at my parents' house. I'll bring it back. (laughs) Yes. We'll do a TikTok with our rifles. Promise? Yeah. Let's look at this. I didn't even know she twirled a rifle. Keeping secrets, not intentionally. So you did a, tr- a triple toss. With the baton. Yes, that's still complicated. Yes. The more spins, the harder it is. Because it's got to go high and fast. Oh, and Jenny Oldacre was my mentor. And she's this beautiful, tall, blonde, lovely girl who's not with us anymore. And she taught me so much. And my sister did too, because she was a major. Mm. I felt like if I'm not captain, I'm a nobody. Oh, yeah. And I did, I fell short to the other girl who did a great job. And, you know, at the time, my, teenage self was angry disappointed and frustrated just crushed yeah crushed because that that name that title meant something to me as a teenage Mm. girl and that's what a lot of parents don't understand is those letdowns impact 
whether you feel validated by others. Yeah. Whether you feel confident and successful or like a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you take that stuff with you into the you sure do. 18 to 40. You sure do. Yeah. Yeah. Being excluded, being left out or ostracized, not achieving what you've set out to do this goal that you have. Yeah. It, it just feels like falling short, you know, and that's yeah. such a hard feeling to handle. Mm-hmm. And when you didn't get that the captain of the team or you didn't get the um you didn't make the cheerleading squad or you you know it impacts your uh self or self-identity yeah. the person you are yeah your friend group just decides they don't like you anymore <sighs> right thing you know there's all kinds of shifts that happen between 12 to 18 with friend groups because you know people are trying to develop their identity and so they're they're changing, they're doing different things, trying on different personalities, so to speak. Yeah. I'm thinking of skins in the Fortnite game. Grant would play the Fortnite game and they had all these different skins and you could, you could look like, you know, this person or you could look like a big buff person and you could look like a fairy. I thought, that's, oh, funny. Yeah, that's teenagers. It totally is, right? Yeah, changing up their style, changing their, rearranging their bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, because that's their space, right? Where they can be creative and explore who they are. And they'll start to spend a lot more time in there, won't they? Yeah. yeah. And when they're, as you know, as parents, when your teenager's self-isolating, um, part of that's healthy, part of it's can be extreme. And just being aware, oh, okay. They're just finding out who they are, trying out new things and exploring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 If they're still spending time with friends, they're still enjoying, you know, going to school, those kinds of things, then the spending time in their room, probably not a big deal, probably more normal. Yeah. Um, if they're not socializing they're not talking to anyone they don't want to be involved in anything they hate school and they spend a lot of time in their room they're not socializing with the family either then maybe uh check in definitely check in see if everything's okay because mm -hmm. that would be isolating and withdrawing from everything we want to be aware of that good point linda yeah well, you're saying it well. And as a parent, be comfortable with making your teenager uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Teach them how to have hard conversations. That's important. Yeah. Hey, I don't want to look at your phone. This is as uncomfortable for me as it is you. And I care about what your eyes see and what your ears hear 
and who you're influenced by. Because Rachel brought up a very good point. Mm. This isn't the 1980s, 70s, 60s, 90s, early 2000s. We're living in a different time. And how is that influence the teenage brain oh my goodness we have access to anything and everything at our fingertips 24 7 right all kinds of information yeah that teens used to learn kind of like gradually Mm -hmm. through their parents or through their peers they can now just accidentally stumble upon and learn unexpectedly right yeah about sex about drugs about Mm -hmm. yeah illegal activity yeah so as a parent you're having to make them know that you know that what they're looking at is going to impact their brain and you care enough to be in their space. Yeah. And then they move, you know, and then this is the part that I brought Rachel up. I brought it up to Rachel. I'm like, yeah, we really need to talk about this stage of differentiation from parent. Mm. And this, you know, they're moving into their own identity and they're not wanting to take directives from you as a parent because they're um, getting ready to leave the nest. Yeah. When they're not in that 12 through 16, 17 stage anymore. Now they're 18, 19, 20. Right. But maybe they're still living at home. Maybe they come home for the summers. This is their permanent residence. Yeah, you're still their parent, but they're ready to be an adult. They want to be treated like an adult. Right? That's a hard transition for both the child and the parent. Yeah. What time they should be home when they're still living at home versus when they were teenagers. This is all transitioning stuff that we're going through with grants like well you know we don't want you out past midnight nothing good really happens after midnight so so there's a there's a power struggle there but also like you're wise you you've been taught right from wrong you know we're gonna pray over you and and make sure that you know you've got your angels set around you and letting go as a mom in this stage is tough Mm. yeah yeah it would have to be you want to trust Mm -hmm. your child that you've raised you know you want to respect them give them space let them fly but that's scary you know Mm -hmm. because you don't know who else is out there it's hard to trust all the other people yeah And you've taught them love and limits. This is something Dr. Cloud and Townsend say in the boundaries with kids and teens is you set boundaries for your kids. You know, hey, you don't want to go over there to that party where they're doing drugs. Okay. 
okay all right that's not a great idea because we don't want you to get hurt and so they they know those limits those because you're coming from a place of love mm-hmm. as a parent love and limits and now you're trusting that your your young person young adult will make those positive choices for their self their true self mm-hmm. yeah and so often they're feeling ready. They're ready to make those choices. Yeah. Because they haven't really been able to. This is kind of the, you know, first time that they feel like they're making their own choices. That's exciting for them. They feel mature and responsible. Mm-hmm. They value their autonomy at this stage between yes. 18 to 25. Yes, they've been waiting for this for so long. It's been the light at the end of the tunnel. Here it is. Yeah. And Rachel, you said earlier something so important is they're not living our grandparents' um, situation. And I, I like to kind of process that with you. They're not in the same time frame and what does that feel or look like for a young person today well I'm thinking about economics Mm -hmm. you can't rent a place right now go to school pay your bills save I mean this our economy is so different from you know I sound silly me saying this but because I wasn't alive in the 60s, but I think I just know that our economy is very different from when the 60s, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was born in 79, so I don't have a, I don't know what the economy looked like in the 1960s. I don't know if you could sustain yourself at that age. That'd be interesting to know. Well, I, from what I understand, just from like history and what I've read is we have transitioned from an industrial society to a technology society. Mm-hmm. You no, know, used to be, you could graduate high school and go to work at a metal plant or a coal mine, you know, get a really good paying industrial job and support a family. And your wife didn't have to work because you could support her and the kids. And there weren't as many women's rights. So women weren't driving as much. They, you know, didn't vote. They couldn't go to school, continue their education as often. And, Mm. you know, so when you graduated high school, if you did at 18, it was important for you as a woman to find a husband because you needed someone to support you. Yeah. Good point. We don't live in that world anymore. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. You know? So it's like, you know, unfortunately there has been a huge decrease in jobs. That's not good, but there has been a lot of good things happening um as far as you know women are able to continue their education and get a job and feel more confident in themselves and uh, be financially independent 
if they want to be. Yeah. That has extended, right? We've moved from people getting married from like 20 to 22 to, Mm -hmm. I think the median age now is like 27 to 29. Cool. And the, we live longer than we did in the 1960s, 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you might live to what, 50, 60. I don't know back then. Absolutely. Somebody can correct me on the podcast if I'm wrong, because Charlie told me the wise, my wise husband, he said, well, he said, if you survived your teenage years in the 1960s, you were, you were likely to live an age span to 72 as well as you do Mm -hmm. today. Um, I do think life was much more hard than in the industrial age where you're a minor. I do too. That would be so hard. Yeah. Being an adult at 19. And you already got a wife. Right. And kids. And kids. Right. All this responsibility. Yeah. But your house payment or your rent wasn't, you know, 1500 or more. Yeah. So in referencing that, how does that kind of impact our kids today and how you know, older, wiser others approach them with their frame of reference from their teenage years. I think there's still this expectation that once you graduate, you're supposed to be, um, you're supposed to know what you're going to do with your life. Everyone starts asking you, Mm -hmm. and let's keep in mind, these folks just left identity versus role confusion right? They're kind of still in it at 18, right? They're trying to figure out, am I lovable or will I always be alone? And every conversation they have with people, so what you going to do? Right? That's basically asking, who are you? (laughs) They're like, I don't know. I just kind of barely figured it out. I'm still working on it, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a, a intimidating question for people. Yeah. When they're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. what are you going to school for what are you going to do you got a job you need to get a job where are you going to work what are you going to do right which is coming from a genuine place or trying to be encouraging or, or just genuinely curious right want to continue to know who you are as a person mm-hmm. um, yeah but there's a there's this like emerging adulthood I think is what they're calling it now between like 18 to I don't know 23 where people are continuing their education figuring out what they want to do with their life maybe taking a gap year maybe traveling maybe yeah seeing the world and yeah just exploring more of who they are and who they want to be Mm-hmm. I highly encourage and recommend enjoying your youth. Yeah. And I think, I think young people are, I, I'm yeah. seeing more of it. Yeah. If I could talk to my 18 to 23 years old self, I would tell her, go to Spain learn the Spanish language, go see some amazing waterfalls in Croatia, Mm. do, do enjoy 
you know, find ways to pay for these things and, and go for it. Yeah. And, and these are opportunities that our youth have that we didn't have, or I didn't have in the early 2000. That wasn't, uh, when I was in college, these, uh, you know, spend a semester. If it was, it wasn't yeah, accessible. Study abroad and all uh, kinds of opportunities. Yeah. As a parent, like being, um, hey, it's okay that you, you don't know what you're going to do. That's okay. Yeah. And I've been guilty of saying, hey, Grant, what are you going to do? Who are you going to be? Right. <laughs> yeah. Of, of course. course. Yeah. Trying yeah. to be supportive and curious. Yeah. And helpful. How can I help you figure out what you're going to do? <laughs> right. Yes. I want you to be okay. I want you to be financially stable. Right. Yeah. Every parent wants that for their child. And part of that is because you don't want to be as a parent, you don't want to feel like you're the one supporting and keeping them in the nest. It's all cushy. Yeah. We got the right snacks, the right little drinks for them. Because I'm very much about making it cushy mm -hmm. and wonderful and pleasant for my boy. Yeah. And that doesn't foster or nurture autonomy and independence and self-reliance that's necessary when I'm long gone. Mm. So... So for the parent, yeah. it's a, it's a really odd transition too. Absolutely. Yeah. You're kind of saying, I don't want to enable the right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Good word. Want to encourage oh. autonomy and not yeah. enable dependence. Yeah. Without making you feel too much anxiety about being an adult too. Mm -hmm. In a gentle way. Yeah. It's a, it's a real toggling of delicate balance. Yeah. Cause you're Absolutely. as a mom, your care system's online and their adult autonomous self is wanting to not have you caretake. Yeah. Yeah. So parents are dealing with this delicate balance, trying to be gentle and then you've got the, you know, 18 year old just graduated from high school and they're like, Ooh, I'm an adult now. <laughs> this is my moment. I've been waiting for my whole life. Yeah. And, but there's still this expectation. I feel that like, yeah, you're 18. Now you're an adult. You better figure out what you're going to do for a living, how you're going to support a family, who you're going to marry where you're going to live, plant roots, settle down. That's too much. That's so much, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When realistically, a lot of people are just kind of figuring out, okay, what skills and knowledge do I need to find a job in this information technology society? Good point. Right? Because now that we live in an information society, we've got all this technology and a majority of the jobs 
require knowledge to do. And so a, a lot of people, you know, to get the job that they want, need a lot of further education, right? To either work with people, right? Like we do as counselors or nurses, right? Mm-hmm. Or to do the coding and stuff necessary for all these computers and machines that are running everything now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. And I asked these young people yesterday at Starbucks, they're around Grand Sage. And I was like, so what are you doing? Are you in college? What's happening? Yeah, I moved down, living with some roommates. And, you know, my parents, you know, they're ready for me to launch. And the other girl's like, man, I was like, oh, really? I'm like, okay, what is that like? Oh, I like being alone, but it's hard. And and I felt this inner mom care system. Will you come live with me? I'll, I'll get started. And so, but their parents' parents told them to get out at 18. And like you said, go be, go create your own nest, go make your own way. And there's no, but like you said, there's no tools for doing that or the means for which to do that. Yeah you know, the access to know and get that job that would make that possible is like you said, it requires so much education and wherewithal that I wouldn't have had at their age. No way. Yeah. Um, So for those 18 to 40, the intimacy versus isolation stage, um, for the parent, you know, be compassionate, be understanding, um, and just allow for yourself to feel in limbo with what the care system and also allowing them to have autonomy. Yeah. And for the, what do you say to the 18 to 40 year old? Mm. Um, I say, whenever people make the comment to you, well, when I was your age, I was doing X, Y, and Z already. Yeah. Try to remember that not everyone is aware that the world we're living in today is not the same world that other people grew up in and try not to feel pressured to be like that person. No, you are not them. You are your own individual person and you take as much time as you need to figure out who you are and what you need to get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Because if you get locked into some job, not a purpose or a career path, so as to launch yourself into society, you might find yourself depressed Yeah. If you're living somebody else's life because Mm -hmm. that's what they did, then you're not living yours. That's right. And you're going to be unhappy. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Good point. That's so good. And if you're a parent of a young adult or teenager and you'd like to get some counseling around that, 
um, feel free to visit our website, truevinewv.com and submit a form and we'll certainly get back in touch with you and help you with your young adult and navigating this transition. Or if you're a young adult and you want to talk and try to process who you are and this change and your identity and Rachel is yeah. a great fit for that too. It has become one of my favorite kind of age ranges to work with over the past year or two, especially uh, with COVID, you know, happening, the pandemic and people kind of hit pause on their exploration of who they are and got stuck. So that was really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. And when they got yeah. stuck, what happened to their developmental stage there that you're noticing, Rachel, if I can ask? Yeah, I think that. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to put you on. It's okay. I'm just trying to find the words to share. I think people, you know, it's like, we're moving along, right? We're going through life. We're figuring <laughs> things out. Who am I? What? And then bam, just the whole world shut down. And it was like, oh, okay. Shift of priority, shift of focus, mm -hmm. right? How do I just get through this? What's happening? How do I adjust? And mm -hmm. then things started back up again. And it was like, oh, okay. Now I'm trying to go back and pick up where I left off before everything changed, right? So there's just like, and people's values changed and priorities changed during the pandemic too. So yeah, I, f I find myself with this age range of individuals really working on what is it that I believe? What are my values? What are my morals? Who am I at my core? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really exciting for people to figure out. And you just watch them become more and more confident. It becomes easier for them to set boundaries because they've got this strong sense of, of self, this identity, these values. So it's a beautiful thing. I, I love watching that transition happen. Oh, and if you're listening, Rachel's perfect for that age range. And I know she's getting ready to go on vacay and she gets back and you have a young person that you would love to have a, a strong, older, wiser other to mentor the stage. Rachel's your gal. <laughs> Thanks, Linda. Yeah. Well, we appreciate our listeners listening to our podcast every week. And we hope that what Rachel and I share is helpful and insightful to, to you. Yeah. yeah. Until next time. Take Bye. care. Bye.